Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. What is going on, guys? Uh, welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff, and thank you for uh, stopping by and taking a listen here. Uh, you know, lots going on, as always. It's always a busy market out there. And I uh, just wanted to uh, get into a little bit of the market news this week. And, uh, you know, first off, we had, uh, you know, Elon Musk selling uh, about $7.8 billion, $7 billion of Tesla in the last week. And uh, a little bit as to why and, you know, what he's got going on in the, the taxes that he's possibly set to face, the increases that could be out there. Uh, so basically, he was he's going to have a large tax bill on his hands with what's going on. But he was going to be getting options that are going to be expiring next August. Uh, you know, there's still about an, an additional 18.6 million shares. Uh, that are going to expire next August. So he's probably going to be selling some more shares also. And um, he uh, sold a bunch of different shares to satisfy some of this tax burden. Some of it he's taking as cash. Didn't necessarily report to the SEC as to what is going on with that cash that he is uh, selling. But uh, so, yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of selling, a lot of down pressure on Tesla. And that's a good reason as to why we've seen uh, a lot of this pull down on this, the share price it's, itself. You know, we're at about a thousand forty seven uh, at the time of recording this. And, you know, that is definitely come down from the what was it? Twelve forty uh, probably about a week ago. So it's sold off pretty heavily, you know, and when when seven point eight billion uh, of shares get sold, you know, you got to find buyers for those shares. And if we're not finding as, as many buyers as this large sale, you know, that's going to cause that price of the stock to come down. And that's a lot of what we're seeing. Uh, and, you know, you multiply that with the fact that Elon says that he's going to sell. And, you know, people who don't really understand why he's selling often sell their shares too. So we're, we're have a, a lot more people selling than buying. So therefore the share, uh, the stock price is going to drop and, you know, we've seen it drop probably about $200. Uh, you know, but take that with the grain of salt as we've run up from the, the five hundreds from over the summer. And, you know, so why is he selling though? He's, uh, he's a lot different, a lot of different things going on here. So he moved out of California where they have, you know, a high income tax into Texas, where they have no income tax. So the, the timing is right to take some off the table uh, to one have cash. You know, he doesn't really get paid that much uh, from Tesla. Granted, he's got all the shares and he owns all of it. So on on paper, he's rich, but in his, you know, everyday life, he doesn't get paid as much as what he is, what he has on paper. Um, so he sold and uh, took that cash. Hopefully he's going to be investing into something else, either the SpaceX, the boring company, the, you know, whatever else he might get uh, involved in. But yeah, no, no income tax in Texas. There's also talk of the higher uh, taxes on the Fed level 
uh, possibly next year. So should he hold on to these shares, he could possibly owe more in uh, income tax come, uh, you know, tax time for 2022 numbers. Uh, so I'm sure that there's a, a good bit of him taking some off the table in order to have some cash. Plus, you know, kind of, you know, not looking to pay that higher tax bill next year. So there's there's a lot of different things involved there. I'm sure he's got his own reasons as well. But that's uh, that's what I'm seeing on my end. And, uh, you know, I guess take all those things into account. Uh, but, you know, that being said, Tesla did drop out of the uh, the one trillion club. I think we are. Uh, we might be back up there today. We are yeah, right at one trillion today. I know a couple days ago we had fallen under one trillion. Uh, doesn't really change the the status of the company as far as I'm concerned. But uh, you know, it is kind of noteworthy that we're we're trading right around that market cap of that one trillion. Uh Rivian has been continuing to run up. We are now at 164 on this one that uh, came out public. Uh, I believe it was last week, and uh, you know they are currently valued at 140 billion, and you know we had talked about that valuation being, uh, in my eyes, high. Uh, I know a lot of people want to trade these EV stocks and um, you know get on the the train while you know it's still a young company. Uh, in my eyes, it's uh, something if you're going to get into it, I would tread lightly. I would certainly dollar cost average, meaning buying a little uh, per week or per month uh, to build that position to where you want. So if you were looking to buy, uh, say, $10,000 worth of, of the Rivian or Lucid or any of these growth stocks or really any stock in general, if you're looking to get into some of these higher speculative plays that have really run up significantly, uh, my thought is to dollar cost average in unless you are sure that you've uh, found a bottom in the stock and there's some kind of technical and uh, chart analysis that shows you that it's a good spot to to really load up on shares. But when you're looking at something like Rivian, uh, you know, it's got such a high run up and, you know, you you might be buying at a time where, you know, there's there's a lot of fear missing out. But then if something happens, you, you're going to have a, a down. Uh, downward spiral to, uh, you know, a big sell-off, and they they have had some uh, some good numbers and some some good uh, sales, some good bookings, but we really don't know where the company is going to go from here. And you know, we we've saw this last year when a lot of the EV companies you couldn't go wrong with them, and they were running up crazy numbers. Even uh, Lucid did the same thing. And then they fell off the, you know, the face of the earth and went back down to, I'll say, reality. So, you know, right now, Rivian is, is around $140 billion worth of market cap. Uh, compare that to Ford at $79.1 billion. And, you know, you, you, I know I've talked about this before, but you really have to uh, be careful as, you know, Rivian looks to sell about 20,000 uh, worth of or 20,000 vehicles next year. And Ford will sell millions of vehicles next year. Ford is, you know, cash flow positive. They've made billions of dollars this year. Rivian has not. You know, they they've I think their their revenue was about two hundred and thirty two thousand dollars netted out. Uh, you know, so take all that into account. Don't have the fear of missing out. If you want to get into these stocks, uh, you know, as I've said, dollar cost average is your best friend. That way, if you're buying it today at uh, 140 or 160 dollars, 
you know, you can buy a couple shares, but then next week if it comes down to $120, you buy a couple more shares. You know that you're trying to build that position and you slowly establish it over time. Uh, you take some of the highs and lows out of it and you you average out your, your share purchases. So you have a, a more broad view of, you know, your, your shares are owned at uh, different pay, different price points over the next year. So, you know, it, it also is going to limit your risk and keep you a little bit more interested in these stocks as you're looking at them more. And, you know, if you, you can easily get discouraged if you bought it at 164 today and say in a month it's down to you know $90. I'd rather have you look at that as an opportunity to buy more rather than oh no, what do I do with these shares now? I'm down you know 30 40 percent in uh, in a month. What do I do now? You know, kind of similar to that pay safe situation where we were looking at it around the seven dollar range and then it fell right after earnings down to the you know low fours. Similar situation. My idea there was to buy more when it fell. And, you know, that one might be a swing trade for me. It might not be a long-term hold. Um, as I've said, I, I like PayPal more. And, you know, that's kind of where I'm trying to put more of my money is into the, the fintech and, and PayPal. Uh, but, you know, dollar cost average is your friend. That That's pretty much the long and short of it there. I definitely see a, uh, a long term horizon for these EV plays. And I think they're going to do well over time. But, uh, you know, we, we might have some some downward pressure here soon, or we might just run out of steam and people will start pulling profits. And that's not the spot you want to be selling when, when it drops. You want to be able to buy when it drops. So take all those things into consideration when you're looking at these growth stocks. Uh, they're, they're definitely ones that are running up hard right now. Uh, you know, we've seen Lucid up 20% today on uh, Wednesday as I record this. And uh, wait, no, Tuesday, sorry. And uh, my days get to running together when I'm off my regular summer schedule. And, uh, you know, even Qualcomm has uh, run up, you know, Qualcomm is now today at 179.62. And I think it was about a month and month and a half ago at 122, I was recommending this one. I told you this one was selling off too hard. So that might be a spot where you might have wanted to buy more when you find that bottom in the stock price. Uh, but, you know, a lot of different companies right here. Uh, Home Depot with a great earnings report. Uh, that one's up over 6% today. And uh, I really didn't read too much as to, to what happened. I know their same, source, same store sales were better quarter over quarter. And a lot of people thought they might be falling back down to reality. Uh, so I'm sure they, they had a beat. And a lot of people thought this one was going to fall just based on the fact of, uh, you know, last year's numbers being so good. Everyone wanted to remodel their home, build a home office, do their renovations, additions, things like that. And, you know, now with today's numbers looking better, uh, you know, there's a big surge in, in price up $22 uh, just today. Uh, you know, same thing, Matterport. Matterport's uh, definitely had a good couple days here. You know, we are up in five days from, uh, where are we? We started the week around $22 and we are at $22.20. So big run in this one. And, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely seeing some of that uh, technology get noticed, get purchased. And, uh, you know, definitely had some price target increases on some of these stocks as well. 
Lucid came out with, uh, or City came out with coverage on Lucid. Uh, price target is 65. Uh, so if you're holding Lucid with me, and uh, you know you got it down in the uh, the teens like I did, uh, you know $53 looks great, but 65 looks even better. And uh, you know to to the the buddy of mine that's out there holding uh, more shares than he knows what to do with. Congratulations, definitely a uh, a solid uh, run here for you. And uh, you know not everything's looking great. We did see some sell off in some of them, and we are are watching some of these stocks fall. Uh, one of those that I noticed uh, recently was SoFi. Uh, you know. I won't even say it's much of a, a sale, but I do want to get into why it's falling. And uh, SoFi was was the fintech play, the online banking play that we had been watching uh, that I definitely started buying in heavily on. Uh, but now they uh, are going to be issuing new shares and uh, they're issuing about 50 million additional shares of their stock which is a downward pressure on the stock. Okay. You know, so basically they had, uh, what do they have? 805 million shares and they're issuing another 50 million shares to raise capital. We'll see this a lot of times in growth stocks, uh, or stocks that are, you know, similar to AMC. They, they were raising money as their stock price got ridiculously high. Uh, with all the you know the the short sales and the squeeze that was going on, they uh, they're selling more stock as their stock price ran up. It's a good time for them to do it because their stock price has increased you know so much in the past month or two, and you know they need that additional money for growth. You know they're probably going to expand their advertising or their uh, you know their reach and products that they offer. There, I know they're looking to established that banking charter. We've got a bunch of different things going on and they need cash to do that. They aren't in a position where they have tons of cash and they I'm sure don't want to spend all of it. So they are issuing more shares. And you know, that, like I said, not the first time a growth stock has done this. It is a downward pressure on the stock down about 4% today. Uh, but for good reason, like I said, they, they need the capital. They have plans to, to do things with this money. And uh, long term, I don't think that it is a uh, a real problem. I think short term, it's a little bit of short term pain that we're feeling. Uh, but basically, when they have a uh, sale of more of the shares of the company, you still have uh, a market cap of you know right now their market cap is seventeen point seven billion, uh, eight hundred and five uh, million shares, and now we're going to have eight hundred and fifty five million shares. So that stock price is going to get cut down because when you multiply the the shares outstanding by the stock price, that's where you get that market cap from. So now we have that same market cap, 17.7 billion, but when we add on the additional shares, that's where that stock price has to get lowered in order to meet where the, the market cap is because really nothing else changed with the company. Uh, but now our shares are a bit more diluted as to what they mean to that market cap. So hopefully that explains a little bit of what's going on. Kind of in the same realm of, you know, say four friends bought a house. The house was 100000 Each of them put in uh, 25 
you know, but now the, uh, there's a, a fifth person that wants to buy. And now, you know, everyone's piece of the, the, uh, house is now 20,000 a piece. It just gets everyone's, uh, investment down a little bit because there's more of it. So it's still worth the, the house didn't change the, the, the price of the house didn't change the, uh, the amount of people that own a portion of the house is changing and everyone gets a little bit less, but we're, hopefully we're setting up in this situation to have more growth. And that's really what we're looking for out of these, uh, these high growth stocks that we have uh, been talking about. So not a big concern of mine. I, I think they're doing their job to set up for a better future and they know that they need this money to do so. Uh, so basically that's, that's what they're doing. And you know, it, it's probably for the best. It's just a little bit of temporary pain on our stop from A to Z. But uh, I'll be right back after a short break and uh, we'll get talking more about some EVs and uh, what we can do to invest in them right now. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, before we get into the uh, EV portion that we wanted to talk about here, I uh, just wanted to say thanks for uh, tuning in, listening. And, uh, you know, as always, if you could share with uh, someone who uh, someone else who is interested in investing or looking to get started, I would uh, greatly appreciate that. And the, uh, the links for getting started on uh, portfolios of your own are in the description for uh, Binance, Crypto.com, E-Trade, and Webull. Uh, they've all got some different offer out there right now. Uh, for getting some either free crypto or free money for uh, for joining and depositing a you know Webull, I believe it's a hundred dollars e trade. I believe you got to deposit a bit more to get any kind of uh, incentive or cash back for on your deposit. But uh, you know the links are in the description. If some of those make sense to you, uh, be sure to check them out. But uh, yeah, so there's a bunch of different stuff going on in Washington with, uh, you know, the infrastructure bill and EVs. And, you know, I just want to take a look at some of the stuff that's going on. And, uh, you know, right now the, the infrastructure bill is giving about $7.3 billion to uh, lithium companies. And, you know, some of the ones that might benefit from this, uh, you know, you got your, your normal players, but uh, in the way of, you know, Tesla and all the EV companies. But uh, then we look a little bit deeper and, you know, the, the charging companies are going to be benefited also. So we look, you know, my main play there is ChargePoint. But you've also got Blink Chargers. You've got uh, Volta. There's companies like uh, Albemarle, the lithium company, and then uh, ABML that uh, we've talked about before. They're going to be getting about uh, $100 million in funding out of this to, to help them. Uh, build out their facilities and, and really get going. And, uh, you know, that's definitely one of my long-term plays has been ABML and, uh, and ChargePoint. And, you know, for, for a couple different reasons, you know, ChargePoint is the, uh, the number one uh, company that's going to be making more uh, of the, the charging systems. They've, they've got more out there right now uh, compared to Blink. So they're kind of in that number one spot. Uh, I believe they've got about 124,000 uh, chargers. No, no, 112,000 chargers. Sorry, had to look at the notes. And, uh, you know, Blink's only got about 28,000 uh, chargers right now. Uh, and that's 
well, charge points, North America and Europe. And, uh, you know, blink is uh, a little bit more spread out, I believe. And they've also got, uh, I know they, I was listening to an interview with the, uh, the CEO of blink and he was saying that they have, uh, a charger for everyone's individual situation, whether you're in multifamily housing or apartment buildings, this, that, the other. I know ChargePoint has a lot of the same things, but he was really stressing how they have uh, a different charger for for every uh, possible situation and scenario that a, uh, a person might have or any kind of reason why someone may not want to get uh, a different charger. Or, you know, if, if you're live in the city, it might be a little bit harder if you're parking on the street, things like that. Uh, you know, if you've got a garage, I guess any of them uh, work. And you know, it's just a, a little bit different of a setup. So for me, the 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 way I wanted to play it was with the, the number one company that's out there right now. Uh, and that one was ChargePoint. Uh, that being said, ChargePoint is up, I believe about 60% on the year and Blink Charging is about uh, 240% up on the year. Uh, neither of them have gotten to the point where they're profitable yet. And, you know, this one is really kind of a long-term play for me, uh, as well as ABML. They, they both stand to do great things when uh, the time comes that they're really needed. We're, we're kind of working our way there now with the infrastructure bill, more people taking note as to EVs. And I think it's more of a commonality now versus uh, you know, a little bit faux pas about, you know, I don't want an electric car. Where am I going to charge it? What am I going to do with it? And I'm sure the same thing was said when gas cars came out, you know, a hundred and some years ago that people were content with their horse because they, the, the horse could feed in the fields. And, you know, we never had to wait for, you know, the thing to start or warm up or whatever the argument might have been. Uh, so I think we're still in that early adoption phase. And, uh, you know, the, these companies are definitely going to be uh, you know, seeing a lot of growth here in the next 10 years plus. So I'm playing these now in, in hopes that in 10 years, uh, they're, they're doing even, even better. And we're really going to see them start hitting their stride by like 2025. And that's kind of where my, my train of thought is. I know the infrastructure bill is going to do great things for a lot of these smaller companies getting started in the way of funding and, uh, you know, ABML and in the, recycling of lithium that's definitely going to be a thing as more lithium vehicles are pulled off of the road we want to be able to recycle these batteries you know elon musk has said that the government said that i think as far as that's concerned the writing is on the wall as to where we're kind of looking to go yes there's you know hydrogen there's alternative you know solar vehicles things like that right now i i think everyone's kind of pushing for that ev uh play so, you know, Plug Power is is the, the hydrogen company that I think has a great future too. I don't know that we're there yet. We certainly need to uh, see about the hydrogen fueling and what is possible with that. Uh, but we're, we're definitely seeing how capable some of these EV vehicles are uh, in the way of range, in the way of speed, and, you know, a lot of the different things that they are capable of. Uh, is, is kind of mind bending to to some, especially the the amount of power that uh, you know the the Model S Plaid or the uh, the Lucid uh, Air Dream Edition is. You know, there's there's all different people in, in companies making these these cars even stronger and better and faster, and we're we're really at the forefront of that. 
I think that's only going to get better in the way of range and usability. And some of the ones that are, you know, short range plug in now, I think those are going to be obsolete in, in no time. The ones that, uh, you know, are gas and electric, but the electric only gets you about 20 or 40 miles. Uh, I, I think those are going to be kind of fading out soon. I think we're going to see more people going full electric. And, uh, you know, these are the companies that I'm really looking at. Uh, you know, I did look at Tesla as well. And when you go on their website, uh, you know, if, if you've looked a while back and you're looking again, you will see that their prices have increased uh, on the Model Y in particular. It's gone up twice already in the month of November. Uh, I think the first time was 2000 and now it's another thousand higher than it was just last month. And, uh, you know, with that being said, it doesn't seem to uh, really be deterring anyone from looking at these. And they were accrediting the, the higher price to supply chain and, you know, availability of goods and, and materials for their, their cars. Uh, but when you go ahead and you look on their website, and I'm sure others are the same. I know with uh, some of the other startups, their production is much lower than what Tesla's is going to be. Uh, but just looking at a Model Y, for example, I'm looking on here now. And when you click order now, the Model Y long range uh, is going to be available. Uh, estimated delivery is June of 22. And, you know, to have people putting down money now for a delivery of, uh, of June, about seven months, is, you know, quite a long ask for people to, to wait for a car that long. And, you know, the Model Y performance, that one is a bit sooner in January. It's a bit more as far as the cost. Um, but, you know, I definitely see that they have a backlog of these vehicles that they can't get enough of them produced quick enough, whether there's, you know, one part that's on order that they're really waiting on this one item, or there's more of a supply chain problem where they're, they're really waiting on, on batteries to be built or, you know, material to be mined. I'm not sure as to why, uh, I'm just looking at the delivery dates and, and kind of taking note as to how far out they are and really what people can expect when they're looking to buy these cars. Uh, you know, and that's that's definitely a good problem for Tesla to have. It's not so great from the consumer side. And, you know, I'm, I'm now I'm looking over at the Model S, uh, the Plaid you could actually get next month. That's kind of surprising. But the, the just the base Model S is June of 22. So it looks like the uh, the lower cost of each model has a longer lead time than the higher price uh, counterpart of the same model. Um, you know, so that might have something to do with it. And just the, the lower cost ones are, are flying off the shelves and they just can't keep up with them or, you know, vice versa. They're, they're trying to make more of those. I'm not, I'm not sure what the overall problem is there. Um, but yeah, it definitely looks like the, the lower price ones are, have that longer lead time. I don't know if, you know, people are actually spending more and going with the higher price version in that situation or not, but, um, you know, that I, like I said, good problem to have the model S, uh, 375 on a mileage range. And then the, uh, the model S plaid 348 and, you know, lucid is, is right over 500 now. Um, you know, but also with these chargers, 
the the Tesla charger is specific to Tesla uh, and Blink and ChargePoint. You can use a universal charger and charge your, your Tesla off of these chargers, uh, but the same is not for other vehicles. So if you have a Lucid vehicle, you can't pull up to a Tesla charger at this point. I know there were some talks about changing that and Tesla wanted to be uh, a little bit more flexible with other people using their chargers in the future. I'm sure to to kind of get more people to see how good the supercharger network is. And, you know, you can definitely see on your on your app or on your in-car display where the chargers are and how, you know, booked up they are. If there's a bunch of people waiting, this, that, the other. Uh, but yeah, like I said, these these companies that are getting this money from the, the infrastructure bill are definitely going to see, um, you know, rapid growth around these different uh plays that are going to be addressed in the infrastructure bill. So whether that's uh, the, the chargers, the, the EVs, the uh, lithium recycling or mining, they all are going to see a, a increase in their amount of cash they have to grow their companies uh, as the government wants to see it. I still think a lot of them are valued a lot richer than they should be. Not all of them are Tesla. Um, you know, and Tesla, I think, as I've said before, has a lot of different ways for them to make money. They've got the chargers, they've got solar, they've got the battery packs for your home. They've got insurance, they've got autonomous, they've got, you know, the, the robo taxi lane, should they go down that path? Uh, there, there's just a lot of different ways that they've got to make more money than other people. Uh, so I think their valuation might be a bit stretched at this point also. Uh, like I said before, I'm still holding and, uh, you know, just, I don't think that everyone is Tesla is, I guess my point there, you know, lucid great company seems to be great cars, you know, motor trend car of the year in the lucid air and, uh, you know, Rivian making the trucks and the SUVs. I think that's a good lane for them to be in also. Uh, but you know, we really need to pump the brakes a little bit when we start looking at these companies on a valuation basis. Uh, I don't want anyone getting hurt. And like I said, dollar cost average is your friend. Uh, these companies could come to a screeching halt on the way of that share price. And we could definitely see a downtrend uh, if these growth stocks get get hurt or you know if something with the infrastructure bill doesn't come through or the money is not what they thought it was going to be. Or even if sales go down or you know there's a problem with a vehicle in the field or an accident on, on full self-drive, this, that, the other battery pack issues that could arise. And I think, you know, these are going to be problems that we're going to see uh, somewhere along the line. There's going to be problems that are going to bring these stocks back down to reality. And, uh, you know, for that, uh, like I said, dollar cost average in and don't, don't get in too far. Uh, I know everyone has that little bit of that fear of missing out on what could be out of these companies. And you could, you know, someone's probably made the argument that, well, uh, Lucid or Rivian is only a hundred billion and Tesla's one trillion. So they're going to be the next trillion dollar company. So we're going to 10 X from here. Uh, not necessarily, you know, there's a, a lot of people that are trying to be the next Tesla and it's really hard to find out which one is going to be that. Uh, so like I said, tread lightly, make sure you, you do your research on these, know that there's a lot of different catalysts that are going to bring these up, but there's also risk of that downside, especially after some of these companies have run up so hard 
uh, especially Rivian and Lucid after these massive runs they've had in the past couple weeks here. Uh, so definitely take that into account. And, uh, you know, even the, the charger companies have run up as well. So take that into account on, on all stocks that you're looking to buy. And uh, definitely do your your research before you get into them and don't just buy, buy these blindly. Uh, I just don't want to see anyone getting hurt on that front. And, uh, you know, if you got any uh, thoughts, comments, feel free to post it up in the, uh, the Facebook group, Let It Grow Investing. And, uh, you know, you can message me on there as well or uh, find me on the anchor.fm slash let it grow. You can send a message on there or through Spotify. And uh, there's also the link to uh, support the, the channel if you want for as little as 99 cents a month. Uh, hopefully you guys are are getting some good value out of this podcast. Uh, I definitely hope that you are. I hope that you're, you're learning something and we're making some smart plays together. But uh, that's what I got for you guys. Let's uh, get out there and let it grow. And I will catch you in the next one. Take care. Thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.